Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna hurt my neck with all this head shaking I'm doing right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not like I'm promising to get it done this month or anything like that. That's oh, true. God. You know what? So, you know what? You're a man of your word. Like a shot fired. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's go. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> Change the topic quick. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here we go. Uh, are we all ready now? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> here we go. Going live. <clears throat> Going live in five. Four, three. gentlemen what's up how are you doing it's me manny c i'm sitting here with tie fighter buddha will and a special guest stupendous we are part of the hardcore casuals a collection of oddballs and content creators who's dedicated to bringing you the very best of games gaming and all things entertainment ladies and gentlemen welcome to the hardcore casuals lounge oh baby there we go at the beginning of a of a weekend it's Friday night for us as we record, uh, and the start of another glorious podcast. And I have the the distinct honor of of uh, welcoming Stupendous. Stupendous, how are you, my friend? Good, Manny. Thanks for having me on, man. Oh man, it's my pleasure. You know, hey, uh, uh, why don't you uh, why don't you tell the peoples how long I've been pestering you to uh, to try and get you on? <laughs> it's been a good month, month to three months, I would say. It kind of all oh, blurs yeah. together, you know. I, mean, I feel like we talked about Stu being on here in like wow, maybe November. It's been a hot minute. Yeah, like I was like, um, you know, he'd be dope to have on here. Stupendous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here, we're we're gonna make it happen, and hopefully, we can make it more of a regular. It only thing took us until every, April fifth, two thousand nineteen. That's right. Well, I think I think that like changing the times because when we were doing it in the mornings, nobody nobody was like, yeah, I'll I'll do it at five, you know, in the morning. Oh yeah, I always forget about that we used to do that. I know. I'm like so far along on the request train in the mornings. It's like, make me a waffle, make me a cereal. You know, like, <laughs> I, I have no time to podcast, but like this time my kids are in bed. It's fantastic. It's like, yeah, you know, this is great. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's better all, all around. I don't think, I don't think any of us were happy recording in the, in the morning. No, no, there was a, there was a 10,000% increase in energy when we stopped recording in the early or hours of saturday morning yeah i have to say I, ha I feel like i have the prime spot here because like i'm on west coast time it's only you know it's, it's a little true. after nine like i'm this is great this is now this is when you normally start streaming right so this is like this is yeah peak exactly <laughs> so i have my energy drink and i'm like i'm in game mode to go oh, oh boy. Oh boy. perfect 
Yeah. I uh I'm taking my midnight coffee. See that's this is where my my weekends start going off in a in a in a, the no sleep path. I have my coffee at midnight, and then afterwards I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna play some Magic the Gathering, and I do that until I see the sun, <laughs> and then it's a downward spiral of just playing catch up, right? <laughs> um. So so Stu Stu, tell the peoples who is stupendous. Well, um, I I am a streamer on Mixer. I uh, I mostly stream multiplayer Xbox games. Although I I did recently get a a PlayStation right around the same time as Ty did actually. So I have the ability to play some of those those like big PlayStation exclusives. Um, but that's not really a main portion of my channel right now. Uh, I do a lot of variety streaming, AAA titles. Um, I play stuff like NBA 2K and Gears of War and paladins and some siege here and there um so i play a little bit of everything just kind of what i'm in the mood for at that time um i'm a dad so i uh, have two kids so that takes up a lot of my time but it's also an awesome part of my life and um i do marketing and social media professionally um, um i do I, I in the past i don't do it as much anymore but i i have been a a, a musician and i, I do uh, rap and hip hop music, but I haven't really touched that too much in the past years since I've since I've started streaming. So um, there's yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, definitely the the days are long for me, but they're packed with good stuff. And uh, yeah, that's that's just a little bit about me. Um, do you think it would be possible to snag uh, a stupendous exclusive and pop it on that Patreon? Yeah. Yes, I do. Word. <laughs> yeah. Word. Yeah. It put me on the spot, but I, yeah, I think, yeah. I think it, I think that's, it's possible. Well, that's Definitely possible. I, I have that. like, I have a collection of, of music, like of, of beats that I've, I'm just sitting on that I haven't done anything with. So anything is possible. Ooh. We can make Ooh. it happen. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, you know what? Uh, <clears throat> I, I did, I, 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 I let, uh, one of my songs, because I, I didn't do anything serious, just like straight up, just like joke songs, right? Uh, and I put one of them out on the Patreon. So, uh, so if we can grab one of yours, I'll throw, I'll, I'll dig up another one of mine, and we'll, we'll put it on up on the Patreon. That's thehardcorecasuals.com/slash/patreon. Oh, baby. How was your song received by the by the Patreon community? Um, With I think. Applause. Yeah, thunderous, right? Thunderous applause. Thunderous right. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. That's the way I like to. I imagine it. You know what I'm saying? It's mainly more yeah. crickets, probably. <laughs> Getting that feedback is always kind of strange. Um, like, uh, so my my wife is a teacher. And so the last time I came out with a project, she played some of my music for her students who are middle schoolers. And like the main point of feedback was it's not terrible. So right. <laughs> I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> Yo, like, that's, good. that's fine. I'll take it. <laughs> but like, really? Like, like the children's man, they could be the harshest freaking critics in the world. And they don't, they don't mean to, but they'll cut you to the freaking bone. You know, <laughs> you oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I used Just, to, uh, I used to coach swim for kids who were like nine to 11 years old and dude, I mean, you want to talk about savage these kids without even <laughs> without even blinking, just 
so gut-wrenchingly awful people and they didn't even know it. They were so happy and wonderful kids. Right. And they would just, and, and you, you, you'd try and do something. They'd be like, that was dumb. You're dumb. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to go cry. And right. So that, right. Yeah. So if they say that wasn't bad or that wasn't horrible, like, congratulations, dude, you win. I you agree. Man. Yeah. I, I was patting myself on the back. I'm like, job well done. Good job. Yeah. I, I did it. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, oh, you know what? Can I ask? Can I ask uh, before we before we jump on in? Like how how did you start streaming? What was what was that all that that whole thing about? You know what I'm saying? How'd you get into this yeah, nonsense? Let me see. It's it's a bit of a convoluted thing. Um cuz there 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 it seems like there was a few moments that were happening that all kind of brought me into viewing streams. Um one specifically, I was uh I got really sick one time. Like I have had some stomach issues and I was just on the couch, like incapacitated. I was at that point where I was like too in too much pain to actually be playing games, but I wanted to like have like experience something. So I'm like on my Xbox flipping around and I, um, and I came to the Twitch app and I just started watching Twitch when I was like on my, on uh, my deathbed, you know, just, just like, not able to do anything else but watch other people play video games and that was like my first introduction to twitch and that was kind of cool because you could kind of get to know people uh playing games while you were just just chilling so that was one way that i kind of became aware of streaming uh, but then it was kind of a, a more gradual thing um i would uh i i would on twitch here or there um but but I wasn't doing it religiously. Um, and then I actually started playing this game called Battleborn, which was one of my favorite games at yes. the time, which most, most people really hate. But it was like really <laughs> one of my favorite games. And I found that there was like a big community, not big, there was a very um, dedicated community on Twitch that was streaming Battleborn. The only Tachyon, who's a streamer on Mixer now, and kind of became part of his community and started watching his streams pretty consistently. So that was a, a good introduction into streaming. Um, and then I also was listening to the X1 Bros uh, podcast quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And um, during this time, I had started just kind of like dabbling on Twitch and I was, I was streaming just straight off my Xbox when I, whenever I felt like it, nothing, nothing too serious. But I was always listening to the X1 Bros and they we're kind of trying to align themselves closer to Xbox and then Microsoft bought beam and they're, you know, they're trying to align themselves um, closer to that. And they were talking about how they were making the switch to beam. And I was like, Oh, you know, I don't even have an audience here on Twitch. Maybe I'll try that out too. So I jumped over to beam and then just continued streaming right off my console um, until, you know, I started to build a little bit of a community and it felt like something that I wanted to do more of and invest in more. And then I just kind of gradually, expanded my gear setup and started taking it more seriously and just i don't know it, it was just something that turned went from a very small interest into i'm like super dedicated and passionate about so it's yeah i wish there was, there was a more straightforward answer like this happened and then i started streaming but it was just kind of like i found my way to this point essentially it's it's kind of funny how it always starts like so innocuously and so like innocently it's like oh like hey this I'll dabble into this a little bit. And then, you know, boom, six months later, you got camera, you got mic, you got setup, you got yes. capture card, you got everything going on. And he gone. It's like, 
<laughs> like, I, I, yeah, like, just like you dude i mean i used to sit i used to sit uh in one of those like lounge chairs that's only like six inches off the ground and i was playing xbox on my tv but then i ran the connect onto a little nightstand that i set up like next to the chair so it had like a good view of me and i had to get it like really close because connects have a really wide view of what uh, really wide angle view and so it had to be like basically like two feet from my face or else like the entire room would be visible. Uh, but like that was it. That's what I had. And I would use the microphone off of my headset. And if like, dude, that was that's what it was. And it's so weird to like think back like that was that was barely over two years ago. And uh, I, I had like the same experience. Yeah. Like I was I was streaming from a couch um, and I would scoot up. uh I, I, from the connect i would scoot up a laundry basket tip it on its top and no then i way. would stack like a shoe box and then like a tin that i had on top of it and then they connect on top of that and this was like just two or three feet away from my face kind of thing it looks terrible there's still footage of it on on twitch it's it's very bad quality but yeah it's, you just work with what you have at that point and would that be twitch.tv slash stupendous she's stupendous five two yeah oh got it all right go in there right now let's type because I... I think the the uh, the the screen in there says like I've moved to Beam to all my like twenty followers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Dude. Uh, excuse yeah. me, there are one hundred and sixty six. Oh, never mind. That's following twenty five. Nailed it. <laughs> there you go. Get it. <laughs> Beam pro slash stupendous category oh, paladins. That a boy. Yeah. I'm so well, proud I mean, you know, hey, that's. I mean, I, I I don't know exactly what it was that that made me start. I just know. It was just, you know, let me just give this a go. And uh, I, I came across all you fine folks, you know. Like, I, I, I met you, Stu, right around when this, this started. I think we, we, we all pretty much started right around the same times, I'd venture to say, give or take like a month or so. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I 100% remember when you started, like, going. I feel like you joined the uh, Xbox streamers Discord, and you were, like, you were gung-ho from from day one like you could tell it was something that you were really interested in and wanted to be a part of and and i do agree like that's part of it like just meeting other people who are doing it build that community together and get to know these people and it's inspiring to be around other people who are who are doing the same thing as you and kind of understand what you're doing because i know in my life you most people don't really get it so it's it's cool to kind of be around like-minded people and i think that pushes you to to do more and, and keep going so 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 like if you're if you mention streaming to other people that you know damn well they they don't get it like <clears throat> do you like uh say it with like your head between your legs kind of thing you know what I'm saying like look down does, does it make do you A get embarrassed bit. ever I it's like honestly I'm not embarrassed about it I just like um I don't it, I feel like it's somewhat difficult to explain effectively to someone who's really removed from video games yeah so Sometimes I say something like really vague, like I host a video game show or something like or a show about video games three times a week, you know, like it, it, it just is easier to put it in that perspective. Like I do a show. It's on a regular schedule. People come to watch the show Dude, about dudes, so playing same. video games. Yeah, so same. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I'd love to talk to, to people about it if they really wanted to learn more about it. But it, it can be challenging to explain to people what a stream is if, if they've never seen one before. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Oh, I think uh, it, it's kind of like now that we do the podcast, you know, 
uh, I, I kind of like, if if I know they don't understand streaming and video games, I'll default to podcast, you know? Mm-hmm. I'll be, yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah I, I create video game content. I, I, I do, you know, I, I play games. Uh, I do some streaming. And I have a podcast. And then I go right into that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, that's easier to understand. It's something like, it's like a YouTube video, except it's live, you know? So, yeah, right. Time. Sometimes, sometimes. That actually, that, that actually you know? kind of throws yeah. people off. Uh, and they get, like, that, that part of it is usually received pretty positively it's like oh my like like a tv show and i'm like yeah like like the news that's happening right now uh and i can like if you were to go on there and watch you could type something in the chat and i would see it and i could say hey john what's going on dude and th- like that usually blows people's freaking minds right, yeah <laughs> yeah it's amazing how far it's all came you're right man from you know i mean as, as a whole but even even uh us from like well, it's really pushing two years now it's crazy good god I For me, the hard be, part was the cheap. transition, like the transition from streaming straight from a console to doing the elaborate PC setup and and all that stuff. I remember it's I a, struggled so hard. It's a so big hard. leap technically, for sure. <laughs> yeah. like techno- technologically, there's so many other things to consider once you're streaming through a PC. Yeah. I think there was times, like even on my stream, I was like, I just, I just miss my Connect camera as crappy as it was. I miss Dude, it. It was literally turn on and click the stream button, and it just worked. <laughs> yeah. It was so, it was so, so much nice. easier. Then, I mean, I gotta I say, like people are so. people are taking that even a step further now with something like Lightstream, and it works really, right. really well. Uh, so I mean, that's really cool, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I definitely remember like doing my first stream through a PC and it's like, well, crap. I mean, now, now I got to come in, I got to turn the computer on. I got to turn the Xbox on. I got to open all these programs. I got to set everything up. I got to check the internet. I got to check my mic. Yeah. I got to check. Yeah. And it's just like before, like this, this is, this is not just playing video games anymore because that's what yeah. it was. It used to be, Especially the audio I would, thing. I would I come think in. I struggled so hard with oh, audio issues. Like uh, it is definitely um, known. Like, like, like the Dothraki mm-hmm. say, it I is was just, uh, audio. There was good. times where I just looked disgusted in my stream because I knew my audio was jacked up. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is really but hard to get audio right. Those who've never done it before, it's, it's difficult to describe, but really telling the audio where it needs to go in and where it needs to come out giggity, uh, it's just way harder <laughs> than it probably should be. So yeah, I mean that's and those are problems that you would generally like even with a even with a, a reasonable knowledge of how computers work, audio is not something almost ever considered because usually you plug speakers into the back of the computer and, and sound happens. Uh, but having to understand like where it works internally and, and running virtual wires and and Manny, I'm sure you know this better than I using voice meter banana. Like that's tough, dude. That I mean, I mean like I mean if you guys look at at the stream currently right oddly enough it's I, I think it was probably fancier to some extent when I first started with like the Kinect camera and everything you know what I'm saying like right now there's there's basically nothing I have a picture of my face going on and that's that's it so the only thing I actually focused on was audio like trying to get the quality of the audio as as good as I I can possibly make it. And it was, it was, you know why I focused on it? Because I watched Buddha freaking struggle bussing for like three weeks. And I was just like, oh, oh hell no. I, I gotta, I gotta I make sure I, I tackled that. <laughs> you know what though? Beast. Like, I think, I think having good audio is one of like the most important thing that you can do for your stream, even beyond like having a, 
crispy resolution on your game or anything like that because a lot of people are logging into your to your stream and then they are multitasking and they're not necessarily even watching your stream they might be doing other things but if they can hear you and you sound good then they'll they'll stay there so i can uh, i can vouch for yeah. that 100% i've got a lot of people that come into stream and i won't see them chat i won't see them chat and then i'll just say their name and they'll be like oh hey man sorry i was playing division but like they're listening they heard me say like oh hey crash what do you think about this and then they'll come into chat. And so it's cool. Like you're, you're absolutely right. Definitely people use it as background noise and I'm a hundred percent okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think, um, most of us, I, I mean, I know that's how, that's how I listen to streams. You know what I'm saying? Like it's there, it's on the background. It's like, a, a you know, you hear, I know I usually hear a joke. And then I'll I gotta chime in. They'll be like, oh, let me let me chime in on this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or what my what I love doing to Stu in particular is uh, I try and and send him uh, inappropriate jokes in via whisper, and then I just gauge his face to see when he actually reads it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and some more- disapproving look and some some head shaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and it's you know it never gets old <laughs> no it's a gift that keeps on giving oh yeah yeah um hey, Stu, well uh, could, uh, could you check your uh discord dms just to, to say something <laughs> right right <laughs> some terrible picture i remember the best one is when i sent you the uh I think it was the banana gif I sent you, and then yeah. you 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 know you broke out it's laughing. It's seared in my brain. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was freaking funny, man. Um, alrighty, alrighty. Thank you so much, uh, Stu, for hopping on in. Uh, we're I'm really happy that you're that you're here. But I suppose it's time to get on with the show. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna let uh, let Ty actually. Oh, actually, yeah, Ty. What games did you play? I know you were just talking to Buddha about it. So what? Uh, uh well, I mean, my my goal this whole week is to, has been to get ready for today for the Division Two. So shockingly, I know. I mean, we know we just talked about the Division Two last week, and probably a little bit before that, and maybe a little before that. But uh, <laughs> today there was this big patch, and basically the patch unlocked what is the uh, the 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 highest level of end game that the division two has, which is called world tier five. And so they've been holding off on releasing it because they wanted to make sure like the economy was in place as far as, you know, how people gain power. They wanted to make sure the mod system was working correctly and it wasn't. So they tweaked that a little bit. They wanted to make sure no one had figured out any exploits or anything like that. And so now they're finally confident everything is working as it should. And so they released the final, what's called stronghold, uh, which is, it's like a mission in the game, like a like a campaign story mission, but about three times bigger. Like they're significantly longer, much larger in scale, uh, and and much stronger. And uh, actually, I shouldn't say stronger in story, but like the meaningfulness behind them is a little bit stronger than the campaign missions, which sometimes lack a little bit. Anyway, so once you clear this latest stronghold, which belongs specifically to the Black Tusk, which is the high gadgetry, high tech, uh, high aggressiveness end game faction that you deal with once you finish the campaign. Uh, you go through this stronghold and once you've beaten it, you've now unlocked world tier five, which allows you to find gear that will take your gear score all the way to the max, which is 500. 
and you can now find gear sets, which are you know fun little pieces of the division that basically if you get multiple pieces of the same set, you get very special bonuses uh, depending on which set you build. And then they'll also release a couple of new exotic weapons as well. So anyway, lots of stuff to grind for, lots of fun stuff to do. Um, I was having a blast, dude. It's been about four hours tonight on stream. It was it was a great time. The wonderful people joining in and just a lot of, a lot of happiness. So I look forward to doing that. But uh, another cool thing happened this week. On Thursday, I was actually gifted a code for the game on Xbox by Mixer. So I'm actually really excited. Oh. So now, now I'm going to be a... Uh, nice. I'm going to be an ambi turner. I'm going to be on both sides. So I think uh, for the rest of the weekend, I'll probably grind up that other character. And then hopefully by, eh, I don't know, probably, probably not by this time next week. Cause there's a lot between a and B, but, uh, soon I'll have two characters, you know, up in that maximum arena. And then I can kind of join in with friends wherever they may be, except for PlayStation. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was a good time, but that's literally like pretty much all I did this week. And it was great. And I loved every minute of it. All right, all right. I mean, I gotta say, it, I, 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 I don't. At this point, I don't think I'm gonna be picking it up. You know what I'm saying? But <gasps> it looks freaking good. It looks freaking good. Um, I, I, I'm still, I'm still gonna work on my backlog. You know, I have to. Sorry, dude. Yeah, it's okay. Um, <clears throat> I guess. I mean, spe- I guess I'll just dive on in. Um, I did, I did get to play. We happy few. I was actually just playing that. Not too long ago on stream today. No way. I did. A week a week late, but Man. you know. Um, so let me let me tell you. Um I, I jumped in on survival. I put it hard, right? And uh I went to um permadeath, right? <clears throat> and sure. it's way harder. Right? Way harder. <laughs> so they 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 kept the skill tree. Which still has that ending, um, the end game type option where where uh, food and sleep no longer really affects you, right? However, it's so much harder to get there that I feel like it would probably be like like a real well earned reward at that point. You know what I'm saying? And and I imagine that the the enemies you face at this point are so so difficult that like you know any any type of physical engagement you might might kill you you know and i i didn't i didn't have that feeling in in the the, the story mode you know uh there's the, so there's definite differences between the survival and the story mode story mode clearly has this whole different narrative where uh much like the preview state of of we happy uh survival just kind of throws you in there and it changes up every time which is cool and um and again this everything is much much harder much harder to find you know so i i'm enjoying it i think that's really cool i i i like it um i mean is it is this what you were looking for yes oh so so i i I wouldn't mind if it had like the the uh like the large narrative pieces in there but this is pretty much what i enjoyed from the beginning because i really enjoyed the preview state of the game you know and when it it the game as it was released was good and i love the story aspects of it but they 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 seem to really nerf the survival aspects just too much just too much you know uh so this 
is is very much like the previous state of the game. The the difficulty is definitely amped up. They still again, they still have that that tree which I feel <clears throat> is a little cheesy, but the the difficulty at least on hard is is at a point where I I was actively looking for <laughs> trying to trying to amp up, you know what I'm saying? Where in the in the story mode, I, I of which I just went back to play, like I never, I only did the um, the bare minimum to get across. Uh, uh, so what I mean by that is there's certain uh, skills that you need to even progress in the story. Those are the only skills that I unlocked because I fe- I felt like it was cheating. It was it, like it wasn't hard enough, you know. What I'm saying in com- in comparison to the original state of the game, you know. So I I think I think by and large the number one thing I said was I want more survival, <laughs> and this is it. So that's good. As as uh, and the other the night mode. What what is it called? The night watch. That's pretty fun yeah, too. Yeah, night watch. That's pretty fun too. It's kind of like a horde kind of thing. It's pretty cool. Nice. And then. There, that's there awesome, we dude. I'm we glad happy. you're finally getting a peek at what you were looking for in the first place. Uh, yeah, I agree too. I I, I think I, I wouldn't I would have liked to see it, uh, you know, in the very beginning. But this is really cool, and it, it actually does make sense. All right, now that it's all they have this piece as part of the package, I think it's I think it's good, and it does make sense that you have this piece that is more about just telling the story they want to they want to they want to tell. You know what I'm saying, and and then you have your survival where they can really you know kick you in the in the gonads, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I'm digging it. I'm punishment, Manny. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what about uh, what about you, Buddha? What did you what did you play? And then we'll we'll round it uh, out with you, Steve. Uh, you know, I uh, beat myself up playing uh, Sekiro again. Um. Once again, um, hate that game, but love it all in one little nice little bundle. Um, but I did play, uh, well, sadly, I, I, I played After Charge. Now, I know you guys probably remember me talking about After Charge, um, playing it and really digging it. Um, I was really sad that uh, not many other people are playing it anymore because trying to get a match on there to play was pretty rough. It was a. Uh, I ended up waiting quite a bit, so uh, that was kind of a bummer because I really, I really enjoyed that game, and um, you know, my, uh, I try, me and my son were, you know, we we're talking about games and what we could play and and whatnot, and we were like, you know, let's do some after charge. You know, he had never really played it, and uh, I really enjoyed it, so we went, we jumped in there, and um, we played against some bots to get him used to what the concept was and everything like that. And then we went to go try to play a live game and we just sat there and waited and waited. So unfortunately, even with game pass, um, I mean, I guess it's just as, not as cool of an idea as it is and how accessible it is because mm-hmm. of game pass. It's a difficult value proposition right now because yeah. you know, the, the PVP shooter is, I mean, that's, that's a lot of games, right? And so yeah. it does not take long for the next fun one to come or the next, the next free one to come like the 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 motivation to stay with 
uh, a, a shooting game is tough and it's, and it's even tougher because, you know, it's an indie studio. It's a smaller game. It's only three V three on a few maps. Like it, it's, I, I think that's a, it'd be difficult to convince people to stay on that one. Now I'm not knocking the quality of that game in any way. And I've actually interacted with those developers more than once and they're awesome, awesome people. But I mean, they, that's a tough hill in front of them to, to make your game seem, uh, continuously valuable even after the the initial hype is kind of worn off yeah so it was kind of sad to get on there and not be able to get a, a a match against other players and whatnot so that was a bummer so we went ahead and moved on to um we played some apex legends um uh still a fun game still doing cool things um if you got twitch prime they gave away like uh, uh i think five uh of the apex uh crates and then um the um a cool skin for pathfinder so nice. that was pretty that was pretty cool uh but uh we uh, well we spent a lot of time afterwards playing uh firestorm uh battlefield 5's uh, battle royale um and uh i i really dig it i really i have not won a match yet but i've been in the top 10 uh quite a few times um i the, the more i play it the more and, you know granted it is not it's not as good as Apex Legends, right? It's it's not it's not as good as that, but it's not as as bad as I say like PUBG, right? So it's like it's it's a nice complement in between. Um, I mean, I guess you know, depending on what you know, what style do you like? I mean, you might like Fortnite better, you might like Rim Royale better, um, depending on where you're at. But um, it's still a pretty good time. Um, I had a lot of a lot of fun. The interesting thing about um, that game is that they have safes in there. Um, and when you try to open up a safe, it actually takes a little bit of time because it's almost like you're trying to crack the the code on the safe to open it up. So you have to make sure that you're secure in your area in order to be able to access the safe long enough before somebody sneaks up behind you and, and, and shoots you up. But if you can get it open, you've got really high tier loot in there. Um, high quality guns and armor and backpack. Like it's like, it, it hooks you up if you can get it. Um, also there's a part in the map where you can actually get the Panzer tank. Um, so there's a, like a secret bunker that you, that's like kind of, I don't, I don't know if it's, I'm pretty sure it's random. Cause I just stumbled on it or running through the woods, but um, you have to open like two separate doors that take quite a bit of time. And as you're opening the door, it makes this gosh awful alarm noise that notifies anybody around that oh hey <laughs> by the way somebody's gonna get a tank here soon if you don't do something about it so you're like you're, you're turning this wheel and it's taking forever and meanwhile it's like you're just like oh man this sucks so bad and there's two of the doors that you have to open uh in order to accomplish to getting the tank out of the bunker uh and both both doors uh set off an alarm so as soon as I got my tank, oh. I was stoked and I was, I was like, Oh hell yeah, man, I'm about to wreck it. I get out of the bunker. I trick, I, I take a turn, right. And then as soon as I take a turn, right, I'm just getting bombarded. Like just like grenades and like, uh, grenade launchers are hitting the tank. Like it was, it was rough. Like I hopped out to try to do something. and I just got mauled right away. So it was cool, but short lived. I'm really but. sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's one of those things. I'll just keep playing it. You know, it's 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 fun. Like I enjoy being next to the the firewall just because it's very loud, 
and it's uh you know it has like that the the you know the the hot effect you know where it's like things are hazy around the fire um you know it's pretty it's pretty neat it's different and it, you know um not quite like the others like i said it's not not as good as apex uh you know if they had a ping system that was similar to apex that would be great but you know but other than that, I that's mean, what uh, I played. Fortnite got that ping system, and now they got the the respawn system. So you never know. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Fortnite Legends uh, coming soon. Well, you know that was the <laughs> that was the thing. Like you know, I was wondering like because of the success of Apex, would any of that bleed into you know Firestorm? You know, because obviously you know they, you know they're both they were. I would imagine they were both making this this BR at the same time. Like they were, you know tinkering around with it at the same time and i don't know i would like to think they would talk you know be like hey you know this is what we got going on over there what you guys got you know type of thing but i don't know it's a lot of fun i mean you know if you like br stuff um you know the multiplayer is still solid we ended up playing some more multiplayer too um you know which is uh, i don't know for me it's 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 always been a lot of fun and they've got the um um i forget what it's called but it's like the the trial by fire i think it's what it's called but it's a uh, you know their their weekly challenge uh similar to like a battle pass but it's like their season thing going on there and they just opened up uh microtransactions which i don't i haven't seen anything i wanted to buy yet but that's Why that do you think they waited so long to open up microtransactions i, I think they wanted to just make sure that because i think if they did it too soon and it not pan out very well. It was it was going to be under fire too quick just because of the whole Star Wars thing, you know. Um, so I think that we just wanted to make sure that there was no there was no way that people were going to complain about it. <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah. Uh, which I mean, granted, as long as you kept it cosmetic, I think as long as you keep it cosmetic and you make those same cosmetics obtainable through just regular play, just a longer grind. I don't really see how you could go wrong with that. You know, I think it's, I mean, Ubisoft is, has shown that that works, you know, like for honor, for honor, similar to that, to where it's like, you could buy some stuff, but if you just want to grind it on out, eventually you get those things, you know, granted it might take you forever, but it's still there for you to be able to get, you know? So I think, uh, I think as long as you stay in that, that box i mean there are going to be people that are going to want you know man i really want that skin just like playing fortnite like man i really want that skin there will be they in their minds feel like hey i got the money i can i can just get it and be done with it whereas other people are you know kind of like me where i'm just like man i ain't spending any more money than i've already spent i'll just if i get it i'll grind out to get it you know i just you know sometimes it just doesn't weigh out to where like oh man i really need you know i really feel like i should spend 20 bucks on this skin or 20 bucks on this you know, battle pack thing and get all this stuff. So other than that, that's all I got going on. Oh, when, when you were, when you're talking about, uh, like, uh, the battlefield, uh, firestorm and, mm-hmm. and like the reviving people, I, I just don't, I don't understand why they didn't just keep their classes. You know what I'm saying? Like they had a medic that in the main game revives people, like just like make, keep the classes, battlefield because everybody you know would be a medic yeah but but, but, but you need just just uh, say one know. medic like there's I, a... like there, there's one medic there's one ammo dude you know what i'm saying or support 
and and a sniper. I mean, there's a medic in Apex, and she's not the most chosen character. Right. Yeah, but she's. I mean, she can well, be pretty important, though. She you could easily just limit it to one to one medic per, or or one of each class. Well, I mean, that's you know, and and that's also if you're playing like a squad. You know, they have it where you play solo and whatnot. I mean, I, I guess it would be cool if they did it that way, uh, but. I mean, I don't mind that it's not like it doesn't like having a having a different class and being able to do everything doesn't mean as much to me when I play it, I guess, as it does when I'm playing the multiplayer part. Because obviously, when you're playing the multiplayer part, you have different access to different guns and different guns are, you know, kind of what your what your 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 bread and butter is for certain classes. As opposed to this, where it's kind of like it's it, it. There's no telling what you're going to run into and pick up. So, you know, if I'm a medic, being able to to um, constantly be able to pump your guys back up could be pretty pretty important. But to me, that is battlefield, right? Like the yeah. classes, yeah. the classes with the different types of guns and needing to work together with with your class and your class ability. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right helping your squad out if if all they did was just copy and paste that over to to the uh to the battle royale i think that would have been really really cool i'm 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 disappointed that they didn't you know they well then you would run into cross you would you would run into stuff like uh like overwatch does where they run into where the meta gets gets uh like a like there's a standard and then something gets added and changes and then it you know yeah changes everything up and you know what i mean like you know then there would be like well you know you suck as a medic you know i'm better i'm a better medic than you why are you being the medic and that kind of toxicity that that comes with those classes like that i i suppose i suppose that's kind of like you know know. you get guys at a siege that are like you know like i think the one time i played i think i think i still have it somewhere where somebody said something about i sucked when I really didn't know Bro. what I was doing, yeah, you know, I was like, I don't know. I'm just picking whatever. Like, you know what I mean? What am I going to do? Be the recruit yeah. every time because I don't know what I'm doing. Like, you know, uh, how siege, else are you going to learn? Siege, one of the yeah. most toxic communities that really is. But well, I love you know, that that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, it's it's like uh, I think I think it I think it's just you know I, I think it's a little bit easier, you know, if you make everybody on an even playing field and not uh, not uh, have to worry about a balance issue. Mm. You know, other than maybe like a gun having, you know, whatever. It's like uh, when they when they nerfed like uh, I think what was it, the wingman in Apex Legends? They had to nerf that a little bit because it was a right. little bit too good. You know, uh, things like that. You know what I mean? I I I'd much rather them worry about things like that as opposed to actually overhauling a class. I mean, look at Overwatch and look what oh, how many changes they've made to like you know Bastion and and some of those other and you know characters that have been a certain way for so long and then they add a new character and all of a sudden it's like ooh now that one's complicated we need to tweak this a little bit or you know change mercy and yeah you know she can now do this and you know what i mean like that that i don't like i don't like it when they do that really i mean i don't I, yeah no i don't like I, I don't I, like it when they change like if you get used to a character playing in a certain way um and dealing with it in a certain way and then they go off and change it like some of the things were just like roadhog and his the way his chain work at the time like you know that was a little god awful but you know they fixed it and made it a little bit made it made it more sense and that was fine but when you take abilities and you and you totally change it um that's i don't i don't really like that too much and that's due to what happens in the meta 
So well, yeah, balancing issues. I I think I think right. it's more work. That's for sure. But I I think it was a missed opportunity. That's just me personally. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, I see what you're saying, and it's a lot harder. Totally, a lot harder to balance something that's that's continuously changing, especially if you're going to be adding more classes, right? Right. Or more more character right. types. But to me, all Battlefield had to do was was keep its its core classes, one you know one at a time or whatever you know. Uh, yeah, all, only one per able to do it. team. I just don't. Uh, I just don't think you would have been able to do it without there being some kind of situation where something would have became more OP and everybody would would lean that way. You know, so it's like everybody's I mean, trying to be like like that's, I feel For like instance, you're worried you struggle to struggle of every game that has heroes in it. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you think about a battle royale sense, like what's the important thing, right? Life and ammo. So if you have those two classes alone, those two classes alone in a battle royale would would wreck it. Like, why would you want to be anything else other than somebody that can give ammo to somebody or something that can give more uh, HP? Like, why yeah, would you I'm need saying, anything else? If you have a squad of three and that's what it is, right? Yeah. Uh, a squad of four. A squad of four. All right. Well, you, you, squad you have of four or solo. Uh, you have the the you have your medic, right? You have your support mm-hmm. class, and then you and then you have your mm-hmm. re, you know recruit class, and then you have one that's just made like classes. heavy 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 guns. That's it. Did I, I say recruit? I meant yeah. sniper. If I said recruit, like a sniper class and and a, and a heavy right. a heavy dude. Those are your four. One of each. You know you can't double up on any. Boom. Balance. You know what I'm saying. That's not balance, man. Boom. All you need is a good support and a good and a good medic, and that's all you need. The sniper class could be pretty OP on a map that size. Now that, that and granted, when you get a a gun with a sniper rifle on it, because that's considered something very rare in the in the in a battle royale mode. If you get that gun, it's uh, it, it's pretty handy dandy. If you're, you know, if you're handy with the steel, if you know what I mean. Right. But. <laughs> If, uh, but, but, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I see what you're talking about and I understand it because when I play the multiplayer part, it is pivotal. If you have a good squad yeah. and you have people that know how to play their class, it's very, you can v- be very dominant, but in the battle Royale sense, I could see where things could get really out of hand and make it unfun depending on, you know, you know, if, if you're somebody that doesn't want to be a medic or somebody that doesn't care to be a support, you know, and having to depend on people to be good at their spot that's that's how you get those that's those yeah but that's that's DMs when, saying you suck that's when you get <laughs> be better when you start getting your friends you, you know what i'm saying where where you have well, like, yeah, it's different if you're playing with friends now granted that's what it's I'm always saying. different if you're playing with friends I, when you're i'm not, gonna say a missed opportunity because you know what i'm saying because straight up if that's the way it was and and you came up to me and was like bro i, I need a good medic i was like oh oh really right let's freaking let's freaking yeah. throw down you know what i'm saying i would i would have jumped on in uh but right but if you're if you're playing like apex legends and i and i jump in as a solo and i really hope that somebody that i'm playing with is a good lifeline and they're not right. yeah, which yeah, i yeah. ran across the other night which was a horrible yeah, lifeline. probably me <laughs> No, no, no. It was, somebody, it was somebody random. And, and literally me and my son, we just ditched them. We just got tired of messing with them. We were just like, look, let's see if we can just get away from these people because this person does not know what he's doing as a lifeline or her right, right, for right. that matter. Who knows? But you know what I'm saying? But that's what you run across. And, I, and I'm glad that I don't. It's nice to be good at a certain class when it comes to something like Apex. But I'm glad that I can get away from it at times and just be a player. Right. No, yeah, so, no, I feel you. I hear you. 
I think I disagree, though. I still think I disagree. But <laughs> I well, we're going to we're, we're, we got to move on. We're going to leave it at that. We agree to disagree on this one. All right, Stu. All right. We'll just. Oh, we'll talk later. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, magic going to be a debate during magic. Oh, that's what it will be. Stu, yeah. what did you play, dude? A couple of things. I think Manny is going to bat for the medic because I heard he was like an OP medic god at Battlefield. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I was. I oh, hell yeah. He has a soft, soft spot in his heart for the medic. So I think totally. there's some con- there's some context here that adds to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I would like to commend Buddha on dropping different Warren G regulators lines in back-to-back podcasts. That's really <laughs> an accomplishment that should be recognized. <laughs> so well done, sir. Oh, um, <laughs> Uh, as far as what I've been playing this week, uh, I actually jumped back into Siege um, for the first time, at, like maybe this year, potentially. Um, they had this Rainbow is Magic event that got oh. uh, that they rolled out for April Fools. That's that's going through uh, through this week, I guess. Um, so if you haven't checked that out, it's basically they take the airplane map and they it into all sorts of bright colors and unicorns oh, and so stars weird. and glitter and it's a hostage game mode but the hostage is a cuddly teddy bear so it's very strange like totally you know totally off of the tone of what siege is um but that's the kind of thing that'll bring me back to a game like that so uh yeah i, I got back and played some of that and then you know it's just that map and it's actually um the characters that you can use are are defined so there's not too many characters that you can choose from. So it does get a bit repetitive. So I ended up, um, I was streaming it. So we played that for a bit and then we moved on to just standard. I think I actually played it again offline with some friends this week too. So I might be kind of getting back into the groove with Siege. I'm, you know, I'm way behind on, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of you guys like Manny who are just beasts at Siege, but it's always fun to play. It's always good to get back to. It's a great, it's a great team game. So Stu, now we we have a a battle brewing right so uh, if if for those of you uh may may or may not know uh stupendous uh and his squad right of of hooligans ruffians right uh uh well they they battled uh the good-natured folks of 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 uh the hardcore casuals. Uh, like this was, the, for, the the inhumane enemy. <laughs> All right, it was, it was myself and uh, and and uh, a few other people from the hardcore casuals community, uh, and and we we basically introduced you guys to, to Siege. I think mm-hmm. I think all of you, you were new did. to the game at at the time when we played, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was inspired to play from watching you and Pandaroni and Almond play, and uh, I started streaming it, and and uh, and at uh, Dark Moosey to start playing. He's he's the guy who he, he's one of my best friends in real life, and he I kind of got him going on it, and then he got hooked on it, and then uh, several people in our in our community just jumped on it. So he's he's really been leading that charge. But yes, it was we were very early in the game when we played you guys. And uh, it was, I mean, it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. But apparently, <clears throat> um, there's a new game, a rematch that's be- that's brewing, right? Between your crew and uh, and our crew. Uh, and, but he, but the th- I hear and that you've been kicked off the team, Stu. 
What? Essentially, yes. I mean, the the organization has moved forward without me, and uh, so. <laughs> but you know, that's uh, that's bad news for your team, Manny, because I am definitely <laughs> the dead weight of the team. Yeah, I'm kind of like the mascot. So they don't have the mascot, but they do have like more talent. So, um, yeah. I mean, I, I think that they, I think that they want to win. And I think that they think that they're so better. Wait, wait. The best chance they have is to have me not playing. <laughs> but yeah, but but it was like it was like you know, Manny, right? Myself and 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 my crew and Stupendous and and your crew, right? So it's still it's still like they're still waving the Stupendous banner, but they kicked Stupendous off the team. Man, how does that didn't feel? Ask me. They didn't even ask me. <laughs> didn't Very even it doesn't feel great, but you know, I still love them and I and I think I think they're gonna do well. I think they're gonna surprise me. All right. I think I think um I think we have this for on, on the nineteenth. Um we're gonna be making an announcement really soon. Um and either way, you know, Stu, I'm I am i am I'm I feel like now I need to fight for your honor. You know? I'm kind of in the middle here. I'm kind of like Whoever wins, I, I like. I'm. I'll ride with them. I guess that seems like a good spot to be. In. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, no. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna fight. Uh, you know, against Stu's team, but for Stu. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. That's, that's how I'm yeah. rolling. I will. I will say. So I. I don't know what's been going on in the in the uh, discussions about the scheduling, but apparently there's been some back and forth about the scheduling that has led to some team turmoil on I'm not even going to call it my team the other team right <laughs> which is right. stupendous team which, yeah the ex stupendous team which has led to some some uh, some some heated debates and some uh, some TKs in in some of these oh, really? games. what <laughs> oh my goodness yeah some TK action okay okay yeah. well that's anyway. good news yes I'm really looking forward to seeing this, though. It's going to be good entertainment, regardless. <laughs> Word. Um, what uh, what other games have you have you uh, played this week? Unless unless so, that's all you want to cover. Playing some other things. Uh, I'm I'm still playing Paladins, so I played that quite a bit this week. There's a new frontline character in Paladins named Atlas. He's a uh, he's a guy who can who has these abilities where he can manipulate time, so you can shoot an opponent with this ability and it'll send them back several seconds um, back to where they were uh, oh, several seconds dirty. ago but they'll actually keep <laughs> they'll they'll revert back to their lowest health during that time um, so, so if you were shooting them and then you lowered their health and then send them back maybe away from the objective they would be further away from the objective but at their lowest point of health um on the flip side, you can use an ability to send yourself yourself back in time, and you'll revert to your highest point in health. It's a tricky character to use, but if done well, it's it's pretty badass. Um, so that's that's a cool one. They also have a new battle pass that's that's been kind of fun with skins. So I've been working on that. Um, but yeah, Paladins is still a game that I'm that I'm playing quite a bit and having a lot of fun with. Uh, and then of course I've been playing NBA 2K. That's the kind of the game that I play a lot off stream. Um, I do a mode where you create a character and it's an insane grind to level them up. Uh, but then you, you use that character and play, play against others, whether that's in a park or in a pickup game or, or whatever. And um, actually, I've been playing Pro-Am, which is kind of like the competitive mode within, within that. 
So I'm playing on a team with a group of guys and there's even, I, I, I have been told that I'm expected to join them after I'm done recording tonight. So there's, oh. yeah, this, this, this is high pressure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. But, but, uh, off this team, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I maintain my spot. Yeah, right. exactly. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I've been playing some pro-am and that's been a lot of fun. We, uh, are, are not very good yet, but we're getting better. So that's, it's always fun to see some progression in the skills and especially when you're playing with other people you start to develop that chemistry a little bit that can be really fun so still having a good time with 2k but i think that's all i played this week 2k paladins and siege word word well now, i'm happy been playing that... a little bit of a realm royale as well right yes i haven't played any this week but uh i guess i hopped into realm royale maybe in the last month or so and i've been having a blast with it it's it's just like a it's just a more chill battle royale game. It just it doesn't take itself too seriously when you're in a fight with somebody else and you essentially if you down them, you that person turns into a chicken and they they Dude, that's too good. Flap their arms and feathers now are that, going everywhere and that game obviously had like a ton of struggle over the summer. Would you say that it's recovered from some of that? Do you know about any of that like drama and where it sits now relative to it? Don't really, because I, I didn't play it when it first came out. It wasn't on Xbox at first, so it wasn't something that I jumped right into. Um, I, I, if I understand correctly, they tried to incorporate more of the Paladins characters into the game yeah. at first, and then realized that that maybe was a more complicated system and basic class system. Um, so I don't really, uh, I don't really know the progression as much as 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 much as I probably should, but. Uh, I just know right now the game is at a pretty good spot and uh, yeah, I, I still don't see a lot of people playing it, but for me, it's, I've had more fun playing it than I have with Fortnite and it's less intense than apex. And uh, it's just, like I've all, I've mainly only do it on stream, but we seem to always have a blast when we play it. So Manny actually jumped in uh, a couple streams ago. Oh yeah. Manny, what'd you we, think? Good I, I I like the game. I I play it for for we play uh, every now and again. I think I think it's fun, man. I I agree. I think it's it's much more enjoyable for me than Fortnite was. Right? Uh, it's a little bit more straightforward. The whole chicken Didn't thing. Like I mean, it it sets a certain tone. Right? It's just when you go down, it's not like a, oh no. I'm down. I'm twiddling my thumbs because I'm helpless. No, like you can run, right? <laughs> you can run, and it's 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 fun. I, I, this, it's hard really to explain. When you get down, you become the chicken. It's funny. It's a little lighthearted, and and uh, and it's pretty fun. And you could always come back, you know, with with uh, with your team. I always I always like that. I like that that you can gather crap guns that you get and forge your own good quality weapon for for your own uh, uh class you know what i'm saying so i i like i like that aspect i like the forging i like the the, the chicken i like that um you know you don't have to build <laughs> right you just have to, le to learn your class right it, it's more straightforward it's more relaxed than apex for sure it's it has its it has its place. It ha it has a nice little niche for itself, I think. 
Yeah, like I wouldn't go as far as saying it's it's better than any of those battle royales. It's it's different, but you know, it's for those of us who only hop into a battle royale game like once in a while and we're not like taking it super seriously and, right. and getting, you know, super sweaty and trying right. to, you know, worrying about our KDs and strategies and everything. It's right. a really good it's a really good game to just hop into and have some fun with. Yeah, I, also- I, I agree. I totally agree. So it's because that's what it chicken, is. So yeah. do, if you when you get when you get down and you turn into this chicken, do you, if 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 nobody shoots you or anything, you get to come back. You come back. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. But you obviously, if, they, right back, you're if you the choke person. the chicken, then it's that's a wrap, right? Right. It's a wrap for right, the, right, the, right. Okay, gotcha. So you have like ten seconds or so to just freaking run, right? Uh, and, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Right. Otherwise, the colonel he comes for you. Pick up a <laughs> you, right you can these that may like make you run faster as a chicken or make your respawn time shorter as the chicken. So there's some little elements of the game where um, that kind of make it interesting. Yeah, I don't know. They did a good job. I I think I think they like I I hope that uh, that they leveled out with their whole uh, their whole issues. I I think I think they were messing with the guns. I, I I don't I don't really remember now what it was that they were changing. Uh, it could have been adding Something classes and do with uh, flip flopping between like uh, projectile and hit scan. Right. Some something with with like the weapons and the weapons were too OP and you know. But I I think it's a good, at a good place now. And I, every time I play it, likes too. Every time I pick it up and play it, and not that I do it all that often, but every time I do, it is a lot of fun. And that's what you want a game to be, as far as I'm concerned, you know? By the way, Silverian is a beast at that at Realm Royale. And he, Bro. he carried me to my first win, and he's just like, go here, go here. That, that gun's better than that gun. Like, he, he really knows what's up, and he's very good at that game. Silver is the sweatiest uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> Realm Royale player that I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but my, but he's freaking good though he is he is uh wait a minute do you, do you hear that ty man just barely is that what i think it is i think it is all right ladies and gentlemen we have made it to the news golly it only took us like an hour and 20 minutes sweet man <laughs> i am excited to be here i hope you are as well it is currently friday you're listening to this on monday hopefully uh, it is, I mean, man, some cool stuff this week. Some uh, some interesting things, some big developments on some stuff. We had some speculation going on. But either way, lots to talk about. I don't even know if we're going to get through all this. There's so much stuff, so much interesting conversation to dive into here. Uh, but first and foremost, uh, let's talk about Borderlands 3. So we got the we got the news last week that it was coming out sometime. And it was this really weird announcement. Remember we talked about it was like an hour long announcement show and the announcement didn't come until like the final four minutes of this hour long show. And then they're like, cool, here's the trailer and we're going to give you more information next week. And I was like, come on, dude, like really? And so anyway, we wait until April 3rd, which was, uh, you know, a couple of days ago. And it's like they release, they release another trailer. So now we have two trailers for Borderlands three and the game is now officially coming out on September 13th. So that's very exciting that they're giving us a window that's less than six months. Uh, it's it's pretty great. I don't know if, did you guys watch the trailer at all? Yeah. yeah I, I did. The it looks good, man. I mean, it's very exciting yeah. about it. They got some really cool classes the, uh, that are coming. I like the cover art for the game. 
Actually. Yeah, the cover art is like almost a religious look at a psycho. Very interesting. <laughs> I got, like, I got like, like a, a real uh, Far Cry vibe from that cover. Like oh, I liked yeah. it, but yeah, I was like, this feels like a Far Cry yeah. thing to me. But like, anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, like the most, not the most recent one, not New Dawn, but Far Cry, what, five? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that guy. But yeah, all the flowers and stuff, very pretty. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so uh, there are there are versions of the game ranging from the standard 60 all the way up to a whopping $250 Diamond Loot Chest Collector's Edition uh, with 10 collectible figures, a cloth map, vault, keychains, and more. Uh, but it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. There will be a season pass. Uh, they did not mention anything about a early access, which made me very happy. Uh, but there are perks associated cosmetic and otherwise uh, with some of the more expensive versions. So that's uh, there for you if you want it. Uh, Like I mentioned, we did get a look at the Vault Hunters. Uh, I don't have their names in front of me here. Uh, But one of them is a pet class and can supposedly like control animals. He's he's the robot guy named Flack. Uh, There is a kind of a kind of a steampunk cyberpunk ninja looking guy that looks super interesting there is of course the siren bruiser that we all saw in uh, both trailers uh she looks really badass you know crazy buff six-pack abs like she's gonna be tight and she's got like the machamp arms like all three but they're like siren yeah. energy so that's really cool and then finally that there looks it looks like kind of a standard soldier class like she's they call her the the gunsmith or the gun runner or something like that and then she has a mechanical bear that she summons so there's two summoners which is interesting uh so i'm curious to see how they make those two unique uh but anyway yeah multiple worlds multiple planets that we're going to hopefully a nice big long campaign tons of loot they did mention that if you want you can make your loot instanced which i think is fantastic for those who don't know what instance loot means uh that's a Reference to the fact that when we kill a boss and, and loot explodes up into the air, instance loot means that what I see is different than what my counterparts see, and they are unable to touch anything that I can see. I'm unable to touch anything that they can see. Whereas shared loot means that everyone sees the same thing and it's all up for grabs the moment that it appears. And so it's both fun and exciting and terribly frustrating at the same time. So I, I think that instance <laughs> loot is a little bit more interesting. Uh, so that's good. Yeah, Borderlands 3 is coming. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, here's the thing, though. Here's the kicker for Borderlands, is that for those of you who are going to play it on PC, and we know there are some of you, uh, they have decided to sign a six-month uh, exclusivity deal with the Epic Game Store. And as we have mm-hmm. seen with a couple of other games, this has led to some pretty scummy uh, review bombing of both Borderlands 1 and 2 on Steam. And man, this one really grinds my gears, guys. It just makes me so mad that this is how people decide to express their distaste for a business decision. It's, oh, Jesus. So anyway, that's Borderlands 3. Tell me what you think. Um, I think it's going to be great. It'll be cool. I th- I, I mean, I, 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 I have never gotten into Borderlands 1 or 2, but I will have access to Borderlands 3. So I game share with my sister, right? And... She never gets a freaking game. I'm the one that buys every <laughs> single game, right? But uh, but this time, she said, hey, I'm going to get Borderlands 3. And I was like, oh, well, that means I'm going to be able to play it. Sweet. Nice. So so that's actually kind of cool. Maybe I'll, I'll uh, grab some games with you guys. 
There we go. Had a boy. That's what I like to hear, man. Let's grind some loot. <laughs> Word. <It'd be> great. <laughs> but it looks good. Yeah, it looks important. good. Now the freaking like as the game itself, it, I'm, it looks good. I, people are excited about it. But the thing that is real interesting in this story is the review bombing to me. You know, and I think it's a freaking shame. It's it's, I mean, it's the uh, exact it's a, same thing that happened to Metro, right? Yeah, right. So it's been happening to a lot of games. You know, we talked about that one game with the with the the, the Chinese uh, president, and people bombed uh, every game that that company had. It wasn't just uh, it wasn't just that game. They like they went on to other games that the company produced. And oh, then there was the well. one that was named Apex something, and then it got review bombed because it wasn't Apex Legends. Because it yeah, wasn't right. Apex. Yeah. And it was like, hey, yeah. dicks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's not, it's, not uh, it's not like we're lying and saying we are. We were here first. Yeah. But, but I mean, it's, 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 it's such plus. a malicious way to like state how you feel about something because, I mean, obvi- obviously, like Borderlands 3 going exclusive with Epic for six months has nothing to do with the quality of those two games. And I mean, hopefully the people that are looking at the reviews can look critically at the reviews and say, oh, hey, 99% of these negative reviews took place in the last two months. Like yeah. maybe something happened, but it's just, it's very frustrating and definitely adds to the credence of not allowing user reviews on a public platform like that. But yeah. I mean, that spurred a pretty interesting conversation. Uh, I saw on Twitter, I had it a you know, amongst a couple of my friends, it was like, do we even need user reviews anymore with live streams so accessible? I mean, uh, didn't your bar say that uh, a few podcasts ago where he's just like, nobody's reading these reviews anymore. Everybody's just watching stuff on stream. There's some truth to that. I mean, I'm okay with critical reviews and, and people who do it for a living. I think they have a pretty good idea of what makes for a good game and what doesn't. But uh, as far as like user reviews and, and letting the masses weigh in, uh, I, I, you know, there's a part of me that sees the logic there. You know, yeah. We, and I think we had almost this exact same conversation when he came out with that because it was, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a buzz there for a minute. But it was like, yeah, I mean, if you want to see a game, go watch a stream for 15 minutes. And there's a lot of what you're looking for within those first 15 minutes. And you just, you can tell, you know, you get the feel. And it's like, cool, I get it. This is it. Or no, I don't. Yeah, yeah for sure. Well, I don't know, man. Like, I'm, uh, I I feel kind of like uh, it's pro consumer to be able to have a voice on and on the product that you purchased. You know what I'm saying? However, um, it is it's clear that um, you know these things are being abused to some extent. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but does that does that mean that the answer is to take away? the consumer voice I, i'm i'm not i'm not there i'm not there you know what i'm saying like allow allow for tools just like steam has currently that you can see you can see just looking at the graph of for borderlands especially like positive 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 for you know a year years right and then just in the the last you know couple of weeks everything goes negative Mm, something happened and but you have the tools you have the tools to to pinpoint when and you can you can go ahead and check it out you know but i mean all this this it is scummy it's a it's a scummy practice you know people shouldn't take advantage of it but they are and it it gives credence to people that want to shut down the, the consumer voice and it's a freaking shame for sure what are uh what are your thoughts there Stu? 
Yeah, so I think that you, with with Steam going in and basically denoting that all of all of the activity from people being upset uh, with with the the game being an epic exclusive, um, they kind of denote that as off topic review activity, um, and then they basically just went back and reset what the what the um, percentage of approval uh, their excuse me the the approval rating uh was prior to this whole debacle so it looks like they've they've set borderlands pre-sequel back to 90 percent positive and borderlands game of the year edition to 96 percent positive so this basically lets steam and the games um retain their credibility but what's kind of interesting is they leave all the comments as well so people can go back and and look at what people were saying and that you know they can still see why people are upset um, but it doesn't affect the main score and the main review rating. So definitely think that that's nice and gives gives consumers uh, a more accurate look of what's going on. That's yeah, good. that's that's going to be the, the the balancing act that that they're going to have to try and I like more information is better, right? I I I really hope that they they don't end up going towards the. Uh, the death of of the consumer voice you know what i'm saying <laughs> which which you know as the more this type of shenanigans goes on the more and more you're going to hear the the call for that you know like let's let's not have user reviews and what's the value of user reviews but i'm not there yet i'm not there yet i think i think user user voice is is very pro consumer um and uh i'd hate to see it go even even amongst this shenanigans you know, but yeah, it's, it's, I, I think this is a good solution because it, it, it lets consumers still have a voice. They didn't delete their comments, but clearly their ratings on the game were not related to the game itself. So it's not really fair to have that be reflected in the score. Right. So I think the, the way that they handled it was, was, was really good. Yeah. Oh, well, either way, moving on to the next thing. Yeah. Uh, we got a, a report from GameStop. Obviously, GameStop is a publicly traded company, so we get these kind of things. GameStop unfortunately posted a sixty or sorry, six hundred seventy-three million dollar loss on eight point three billion in global sales in its full year earnings results, as sales of both new and pre-owned games and consoles declined year over year. So, I mean, this this article from Game of Sutra, Manny, that you provided, it's very good. It gives lots of numbers. Uh, I think a lot of people got really afraid of this headline. You know, my, you know, GameStop lost six hundred and seventy-three million dollars last year, but I'm way more interested in the fact that they had eight point three billion dollars in sales last year. And we've had a couple conversations, you know, both privately and on podcasts. Like, I don't think GameStop is is dead. I, I it's losing steam right now and they're going to need to make some changes, but there are definitely very real things that GameStop can do to turn that company around. And I'm very interested to see kind of how they handle it. Uh, but yeah. So anyway, GameStop's losing money. What do you think about it? I mean, it's no surprise. I mean, we've, we've seen it happening and it's, you know, uh, we've, we've had other, you know, articles that we've read talking about the physical sales on a decline. So obviously that impacts GameStop. Um, since it's, you know, one of the main primary places to go buy games um, other than, you know, your big chains like a Target or Walmart or anything like that. You know, uh, GameStop has been around for a very long time. And it's 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 got a brand that as a gamer, you know what GameStop is. Um, 
So, I mean, I don't know. The I was in GameStop uh, just the other day and just looking around, and um, they do have, uh, you know, still quite a few games going on in there. They have all, all kinds of promotional sales that they're always running. Um, but I did notice that the, the, the store itself is becoming more of a, uh, you know, like a, a knickknack store, you know, where if you want to buy Zelda, the monopoly game, that's where you would go to get it as opposed to trying to order it online. Um, or, you know, you wanted that Rick and Morty t-shirt, you know, you can go in there and, and grab one. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. It's, I, to me, it's kind of like a hot topic, but it's just focused on gaming. So, Well, I mean, they have to be able to provide something that people can't get in a more convenient way. And so mm-hmm. with, you know, we've talked a lot of times about the rise of digital sales. And especially now PlayStation is making it so you can't even buy digital stuff in a place like GameStop. So think about think about the consumer think about what value what is valuable to them right they want the game and they want it in the most convenient way and so you know what could possibly be more convenient than sit in your same gaming chair and click on the game on your xbox and it says do you want to buy this and you say yeah cool and then an hour later it's ready to go and you're done Uh, you don't have to leave you can you know watch tv while it's downloading cool like that's great and a lot of times a lot of times uh it is either the same price to buy on the xbox as it is in real life and you know, as with the sales that we've seen on on all platforms, it can a lot of times be cheaper. There's, it's it's it'd be really challenging for a company like GameStop to convince a customer that it is a valuable thing for them to get in their car, travel to a GameStop, and buy a physical copy of a product there, just so you can sell it back to GameStop later for a dollar fifty. Like that just doesn't make sense. Yeah, and so and you have stuff to provide goes to the cloud. Yeah, that's right. Exactly, and so. Even their even their used game market is 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 struggling because things like Game Pass have done such an amazing job of archiving games that we may be interested in playing later. And so, you know, with some of the older games, with some of the 360 games that we may be interested in 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 picking up at a uh, at a GameStop, those are now becoming available via subscription service. And so, there's no need for me to go to GameStop and buy older secondhand games. So that market for them is decreasing. So. I absolutely understand why they're becoming more of a knickknack store because maybe those knickknacks are exclusive to GameStop. Maybe that's something that you literally can't buy anywhere else, or maybe you want to go and see an assortment of them so you can make your decision from there. Yeah. Like that's, that's, it's definitely a step in the right direction. And I think that that did like, you know, in a way work for them. It definitely started a, a trend towards the right direction and it's not going to be the answer, but I definitely see why they're doing it. I'm glad they're trying something new and I'm, like I said, I, I don't think they're going to like transform into some super esports giant. I think that would require way too much input on their part. And I don't think they have the money to become an esport, you know, god compared to you. You think of what you think of what Overwatch League looks like and how much money it costs to make that happen. I don't think GameStop is ready to do that. But right. uh, you know, again, we've talked about it before. But like, you know, be a place where people want to meet. Be a place where people want to come and you know spend time and hang out. Um, I was listening to kind of funny and they made the really good point that comic book stores have always done this really well. Uh, people who enjoy comics and want to talk to people about comics, go to the comic store and talk to people and GameStop needs to define themselves as the place where people do that with games. And hopefully that'll turn it into a little bit more of a social experiment or not experiment, social experience. And then that would, you know, potentially motivate people to spend more time there and spend more money. So we'll see. Yeah. 
unfortunately for GameStop, like they just they're they're still their price their stock price is still beholden to to used video game sales. Like they have not differentiated them their business enough. They were holding on to that. Um, they should have been already working on uh, to to uh to get away from that you know what i'm saying i i can't it, it really i think it's just a little bit of mismanagement and just holding on to uh their their golden goose a little too long you know uh yeah but and it, i'm i'm not like i i don't want to say it's too late you know they still have so much value in their name they really do um and and they also i was i was watching um like stock news about GameStop, right? And these guys were were saying that they still have uh this 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 infrastructure made for refurbishing uh physical media, you know what I'm saying? And, and yes, in the gaming industry and I guess in media as a whole is moving towards digital, but they have these assets. They they might want to consider what else they can do with it, not necessarily like keeping it all strictly to there's the selling of refurbished games but but you know maybe maybe uh you know uh, licensing that that those capabilities out to to other um stores you know i'm saying other other franchises or whatnot uh so i mean i don't want to get too much in the weeds there gamestop i hope they're not dead i they they i think they still have the ability to 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 dig their way out but it doesn't look good you know it doesn't look good they got to make some some serious changes well i think they're trying to you know they're trying to yeah i mean they are you know they did they did uh enter a partnership with uh complexity gaming you know as far as their esports is concerned that complex that they're putting in in texas i guess right so it's supposed to be a eleven thousand square foot venue so I mean, that we'll could see. be fun. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I mean, they have to. I mean, it's it's, you know, we talk about the game industry in itself as far as like marketing and how that's changing. It's changing for how people consume their games and the content that they get. You know, it's mm-hmm. that's why streaming has become so popular and and more of a uh, an avenue for people to, uh, you know, showcase games and stuff. So, right, I got to step why- it up. Why doesn't why isn't doesn't GameStop have their own freaking channel highlighting a streamer from from different stores? You know, what I'm saying all across the freaking America. Mm-hmm. I, I, bro, GameStop, come on, give us a call, man. We we're, we're, we have so many Line ideas up, for you. <laughs> they could be cheap hosting it. The other guys, I'm cheap. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. What was that? Hosting like you could be hosting in-store events. You know, if you yeah. set up some like gaming stations, you could have your Fortnite tournaments or your Apex tournaments or whatever. Bring people in, like give that that community feel like you were talking about. Make it a destination instead of yeah this refurbished resale center. Um, so th- there's definitely things that you could do, but I, totally. I do find it interesting. Like yeah, that you know they are focusing more on merch. But like at, at my mall, I actually don't go to GameStop almost at all. But I go to Think Geek, which Think Geek is owned by GameStop. They have right. they have both of them in my mall. And then like be a, a, it's always pretty busy in there. And people, you know, they have great stuff there. Great, 
you know, figurines and shirts and memorabilia. And so, I don't know. It seems like they're doing some good things, but maybe they just got to, they got to pivot a little bit for sure. Right. I didn't know Think Geek was, was owned by uh, GameStop. Think Geek is yeah. pretty cool, actually. Oh, well. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Moving on, guys. We got a little uh, little tease. I'm not going to read this whole thing because it's significantly more detailed than I would go into. Uh, but Kotaku released an article that says that there is a tease for the next Assassin's Creed, at least there, we think there is, in The Division 2. So I don't know if you guys know, but uh, Ubisoft developers... Uh, have been known to put teases for future games into their games, kind of similar to how Pixar puts references to their other movies within their movies. Uh, we saw this in uh, Watch Dogs. I think we've seen it in some Assassin's Creed, maybe before, and then uh, uh, others as well. So anyway, if you go into one of the missions, uh, let's see. I was trying to see which one of mission. I can't get in this article. It's too many words. Anyway, you go into one of the missions and you're in you're in a hall that is advertising an upcoming uh, play, an upcoming show. And if you look very closely at the image art for the poster, you'll notice that it is a Viking, and the the poster is uh, has the word Valhalla on it so you know obviously very viking but it's got a soldier a warrior of some sort standing there holding a spear in his left hand and in his right hand he's holding an artifact that looks strikingly like the apple of eden which is a very very significant piece of the lore of assassin's creed and so you know there's nothing to say that it is it definitely could not be that but it also definitely could be the Apple of Eden making this a tease for the upcoming Assassin's Creed being Norse themed, uh, which would be really freaking cool. Uh, but anyway, just thought I'd share that with you guys. Very exciting stuff. Pretty neat. I mean, it may, definitely makes sense after Odyssey and after after uh, Origins, right? They've definitely kind of leaned into more of the the mythology theme and fighting against like the mythological monsters and the gods, and so this would fit right in there. You know, we've we've seen a lot of Norse mythology recently, and so you know, seeing mm-hmm. Odin and Thor and Loki and all them, yeah, I think that would fit right in. Yeah, I think so too. The question well, would be: Did they start working on a Norse mythology-focused Assassin's Creed before or after God of War was announced to be Norse? That's a good question. Ooh. I was just thinking, like, I just want another God of War, you know, <laughs> like as you were yeah, talking right. about that. <laughs> Dude, I don't even know if that's like the plan right now. I don't know if the director is in, is coming back or not. I'm not sure. Oh. But anyway. Just a little tease, guys. Nothing uh, nothing concrete. I know we like to keep the news concrete here, but this is a fun little tease. No, this is fun. <laughs> so, we'll see. Uh, don't forget, though, this upcoming fall, they are skipping Assassin's Creed. We're not getting an annual release this year. So this will not be for fall 2019. This would potentially be for fall 2020. Right. Which I think is good, because Lord knows we've got a yeah. lot of Assassin's Creed. So... <laughs> so many Assassin's Creeds, really. I have, I, I mean, I have so many Assassin's Creeds that I own, like from Game Pass, whatever. I've never played one, man. Like, there's just too many, man. There's too many damn games. But you know, whatever. And they're long as hell too. You got to be yeah. committed to jump into Assassin's Creed. It's not like you can just be like, hey, I'm going to play Assassin's Creed this weekend. And it's like, no, you got to really, you got to really want it. They're all commitment games, you know. Mm-hmm. 
look I beautiful but yeah it's, i'm i'm in the same boat it's just like it's just too much of a too much of a commitment for me yeah i like watching them though i do because like this last one looked freaking great it looks really really good you know and so the story was was, was nice everything about it was cool but i'm like no nah, man i'm not i'm not even gonna get into it it's too big <laughs> You know, especially if you got a backlog to work through, it's like, like you got you to gotta make choices, bro, Manny. I got to make, make I got to make choices. <laughs> I got to make. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crunch time for my backlog. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, so I guess I'll I'll uh, dip in on, on a couple of things here. Um, Avengers. The pre-order is available and apparently it's going gangbusters. You know, I'm saying breaking all kinds of freaking records. But is that really a surprise? It's not too much of a surprise, really. I mean, I, I, I guess, I mean, you know, it's like we talked about before. I mean, you know, not there's not many series that that bring something together on a scale like this has. So, and, uh, you know, it, it, and it's one of those things where people want to see it because they want to see who doesn't make it out. So, you know, it's it's one of those kind of movies where it's just like, man, you know, who's going to make it? Who's not? I mean, I know a lot of people are like, well, you know, Black Panther's got to make it because they're going to have a you know, Black Panthers too, and all this stuff. But you never know. You 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 really don't. You really don't know um, what's going to go down. I mean, there's a lot of those actors that are kind of getting long in the tooth as these characters, and at some point or another, they either got to go bye bye or pass the torch on to somebody. Mm -hmm. So, you know. It'll be interesting to see it, isn't I mean, I'm not surprised. I, I probably won't get to see it opening weekend because it's such a mad madhouse um, right now. I'll end up having to wait like a weekend or two weekends, you know, to be able to to catch it and just try to avoid as much of the spoiler mess as I can because I'm sure there'll be a ton of people talking about it. Oh, yeah. I have no doubt. Um, Ty, when we were talking about this off off uh, podcast, you 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 said the, the the number of movies. How many was it? Something like twenty one movies. Yeah, freaking twenty one movies. A couple shows, all Manny leading up like, to this. Oh, there's something like ten movies in the Avengers, right? I said ten any? plus, bro. I stopped counting a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a lot. Much, it's a man. lot, and you know, each one has their own individual story. But there's this there's the bigger story within that story that you. And and it, and it didn't really focus on that until these last like maybe five or six movies where people are like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is getting to be something bigger that's connecting all these other movies, um, you know. So when you go back and you watch them and you're like, oh, crap, you know, there was a little tidbit there that are, that that was leading on to that moment that you didn't realize it at the time. But now when you go back, you're like, oh, wow, you know, so it's pretty cool how they did that. Very, very comic book-esque. I mean, that's, you know, that's what they do in regular comics. So it's nice to see that in the format of a movie, at least for me anyway. I, 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 I like that aspect of it, you know? So, but uh, yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be crazy, man. Endgame. Word. I think I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's just so crazy how this is the culmination of a decade of movies and how, how that has never happened before. And you think, you know, what, what was I up to when Iron Man came out? The first one, it was just like, good, like so much time has passed. So many movies have happened. So much has taken place within that universe. And it's like, you know, what other, what other universe, what other cinematic world, what other story set or book set? And like, what, how can this, could, could this ever be topped? Could this ever, 
we could we ever get anything like this again with any other story, right? Because I mean, it, I mean, maybe Harry Potter, kinda, but uh, I mean, that's not nearly as many movies, right? You know, Lord of the Rings, obviously, right. not as many movies. Uh, I mean, all the major stories usually wrap up significantly quicker, and we <laughs> decades, twenty-one movies, bunches of shows, shorts, like there's yeah. just so much that we have going basically towards this last movie. I mean, yeah. I have, this is kind of a side topic. I have a coworker who started dating a guy recently and she has never seen an Avengers movie. <laughs> she's never watched a comic book movie ever. It's just Ooh. not on her radar. She doesn't, she's not worried about them. She doesn't dis, she doesn't dislike them. She just has never watched them. And the guy that she's dating is all about that base. He's one of us, man. And so he's trying to like introduce her to all this stuff. And so she's coming back to us at work and she's like, guys, help. Like, I need help figuring out what the hell is going on with all these movies because she's just so grotesquely overwhelmed. And it's been so fun trying to like walk her through and, you know, basically look at this all through fresh eyes. And it's so, it's so interesting just wrapping your head around like, cool, like, yeah, like you know, the the story here is pretty straightforward, but there's there's years of story writing on this one movie. It's really hard for to, you know to put that into scope for someone who has been out of the loop for you know, like I said, the last decade. It's crazy. Well, the crazy thing is in the, in the comic book realm, this is just one little storyline. Like, dude, it's so wild. <laughs> this is one. This, so this is just a, a, a just one storyline. Whereas, like you know, there's so many different directions they can go and take these characters in so many different ways and, and so many other characters that they can bring into the mix. It's, it's kind of mind boggling. Uh, but I mean, it's, it's kind of cool at the same time. Cause you're just like, man, well, when they get done with this, what are they going to tackle next? You know? Well, my, my question about that is, is, you know, how many other characters within comics, whether Marvel or DC, how many others besides the ones that make up the Avengers and the stories around them have, the carry power of something like Iron Man or, or, or Wonder Woman or, or Captain America. Like these are obviously very pinnacle characters for those comic books. Do you think there's other characters and lines that are going to have that kind of staring power or have that recognizability? You know, well, obviously, obviously there's, you know, the there's really, there's really not yep. a symbol like, like Superman or Batman anywhere else. Well, I mean, you know, you've got, uh, you know, so you got the X-Men. I mean, you know, I know that they've had movies with the X-Men before, but I have a feeling that once it's all said and done, once the Dark Phoenix is, has reached its 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 moment, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they reboot that franchise. Oh, 100%. You know, uh, be, just because it is just as beloved as the Avengers and they can go into a whole another uh, gambit, if you will, of, <laughs> <laughs> of other uh storylines you know you also have the fantastic four which is something else that they just reacquired um that are also uh very well known very well established in the comic book world as one of the oldest uh teams if not families um in comics so uh, being able to rehash that i mean there's so many different ways to spin it i mean they could totally go like the villain side of things i mean obviously there's 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 very big villains out there other than like say Thanos, um, you know, it, 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 there's just like, it, it's crazy to think how much there is, but there's tons, you know, I tell people all the time that have only been around for just the, the, the cinematic universe, you know, like, yo, this is not, 
this is this is just a small piece this is just a a snudge you know uh compared to the whole universe itself there's so many different i mean we see it with the shows where they go to like you know bottom level like the lower tier characters that like the like the daredevils and stuff like that that have grown in popularity because they were done right so you know there's there's other characters like moon knight that not a lot of people know but you know they could very well do something with that character and make it interesting and then branch off into other things uh maybe bring defenders off into the big screen there's the west coast avengers which is the other unit of Avengers. There's Avengers that were substitutes. You know, Spider-Man was actually a substitute for the Avengers uh, in the comic books, you know? So there's a whole, there's a whole different way of going about things that they could, they can open up and it'll be interesting to see which directions they decide to go after the end game um, has settled. So good times. Oh, wow. Either way, uh, this it's no surprise I think is uh, that that uh, the pre-orders for this movie are freaking selling like hotcakes. I think this is a unique moment uh, in cinematic history. Um, say what you will. I mean, lo- love the movies or hate the movies, but the, like, there's never been a build-up like this, quite like this. Yeah. And the wealth of future yeah. material is is crazy. I mm. mean, let's let's see uh, let's see what happens. I think it's going to be interesting. Um. Yeah. All right. Real quick. Real quick. Two other things that that uh, that I found noteworthy. Uh, on the DC side of things, people like Shazam. That's that's a that's a couple you know critical successes on DC in a row. You know, ha- has DC found its footing? This is a pass for you. No, this was a real surprise for me. Uh, I I didn't expect Shazam to wow people so much but people that have seen it that i trust are coming back saying like this, this is a fun movie it's not I'm it's not, not the sure. the dark brooding Zack snyder of dc but right it's you know, they're using the word fun and, and that's cool yeah, yeah. i mean Granted, you pit it up against people, this week is uh what pet cemetery the remake the, the pet yeah. cemetery remake and then you have shazam so yeah. you pick your lane either you're yeah, right. into the one genre or the other uh, I feel like because I mean I haven't seen Pet Cemetery. I did see the trailers for both. Um, if I had to pick one to watch, I'm probably going to lean towards Shazam. Not because I'm a comic book guy, just because it looks like more of an entertaining movie. Whereas the Pet Cemetery movie looks a little uh, I don't know if I want to say cheesy, but it just kind of looks like rehashed spam. So, um, Stu, what what uh what are your thoughts on uh, on this one? Is Shazam on your radar at all? No, it is not at all. <laughs> no. I have no idea who Shazam is. Like the closest, the, my mind goes right to Kazam and Shaquille O'Neal. That's what I yeah, thought. Like, <laughs> super, super superhero movie. Like I don't, I have no idea what's going on right now. I'm just like, mm-hmm, yes. Uh, <laughs> even even Avengers, man. Like I, I hate to play this card, but like I just, you know, like I have little kids and I just don't make it to the movies a lot. So I've just kind of like stopped paying attention to a lot of the movies that are out there, and I. It, you know, in like five years, I'm just gonna like have a weekend away and just watch movies for 48 hours straight, and then all kids well, in five years, your kids will be ready. You'll they'll be ready right. to watch these. There you go. And they'll there be all about it. It's a good attitude. Right. Yeah. I think I like it, are, is is Dumbo <laughs> more in your lane right now? Oh yeah. Today, my, my kids watched um that movie Hop. It's about an Easter bunny. So you know that's kind oh, of okay. the level that I'm on right. There. <laughs> 
Um, my actually, my daughter did go to the movie theater with my wife and watch that um, that newer uh, animated Spider Man movie. So she's she's kind of ah. she's kind of getting into it a little bit. But uh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, I, I'm sorry. I I don't I don't know what's happening. I don't I don't, I don't have a lot of what to add about them. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all good. Um, uh, but you know, Shazam, like you said, you're you're right, Buddha. Uh, the competition wasn't fierce, but still, the numbers that they're talking about for opening weekend, they're, they're solid, solid friggin' numbers. So uh, it's good for DC. Good for DC. I think I think DC went through a, a period where they were trying too much to 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 just to to have a Marvel style franchise without without the like the years of build up you know what i'm saying and and they kind of like some of their movies seem kind of forced i know buddha and i have talked about this off off stream like many times uh they seemed a little forced like uh well like basically all of their previous movies but they 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 are finding their own foot like right or footing uh wonder woman was 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 very good aquaman uh, it was very good. Now you're following uh, following it up with Shazam, and the next uh, thing of note, the, the Joker trailer. Oh my goodness! Did you guys see that one? Mm, yeah, I did see that one. Uh, it was definitely okay. So obviously, it was a different take on the Joker. Different take uh, on the Joker with a yeah. huge, huge focus on uh, mental health. You know, the Joaquin Phoenix's character has a big mental health issue and then he seems to turn into the joker due to abuses that he suffers whether it be from people he knows or people that he doesn't know uh you know some of that stuff like oh you're a freak you know blah blah blah, pushing shoving and that leads to him kind of going over the top my issue with it is that this is a direct contradiction to the joker's main point in the killing joke which a lot of people consider is like definition Joker. And that point basically is that you don't have to be crazy. You don't have to be insane. You don't have to have a mental health issues. None of it. You can be a perfectly normal and and you can be a good person. And all it takes is one bad day for that switch to flip and you can go insane. And so they're painting a very different picture of Joker because we're saying Joker started off as a as a good person, as a good man and, you know, with good intentions. And then one bad day and he was the Joker. And that's a, a kind of a direct contradiction to this Joker who was like, well, he, you know, he had mental health issues and he had been abused all of his life. And then uh, then he came, you know, then there was finally the straw that broke the camel's back. And now he's getting revenge for all that. This is a much more like. Like he was born to become the Joker, not he was normal, he was normal, then he was not. So, I mean, I have an issue with that. But then again, we can also make the argument like, hey, this is a much more grounded take on it. And this is something that could potentially be happening to people in the real world right now. And so maybe they're just trying to tell a more real story that's a little bit more tangible. So I don't know. I'll probably go see it because I love watching Joker stuff. And Joaquin Phoenix looks like he's going to freaking kill it. But oh, it, yeah. uh, I think those those going into it looking for like the classic you know, Mark Hamill Joker are going to be very disappointed. And I think that's Buddha. Cause did you hear? I, I am. And I'm not. Cause I like, I, I like, I like Phoenix. I like him as an actor. So I feel like he can pull this off. Right. Yeah. So totally. I have that aspect. I feel like he can do a good job with it. From what I saw the trailer, it looked clean. It looked good. Um, 
I just don't know how I feel about there being a Joker without a Batman. And granted, they didn't show anything in the trailer, so who's to say there isn't one? But I feel like um, a lot of the dynamic between Joker and Batman, I feel like they go hand in hand. They didn't always in the beginning. And there's been different different versions of the Joker uh, a few different times. Uh, whether you watch like the cartoon, the animated series or via comic book um, where they will like, you know, do different timelines. And then that with Batman himself also. Um, but I always felt that, you know, the Batman was responsible for the Joker. And so that everything that the Joker does, the Batman feels responsible for. So because he didn't put the Joker down like he should have. So everything that the Joker does from here on out is basically a slap in the face of Batman throughout, throughout their, their stories. So that's why I feel like it's really hard for me to see a Joker without some form of Batman pushing it over to that edge. You know what I mean? Um, and then vice versa, Joker doing it to Batman in a sense, whether he realizes it or not, you know, that's Batman's burden, I guess is what the Joker is. So I feel like it's really hard for me to digest that, you know, without, without that dynamic there. I mean, it, I feel like it's too easy to just go, oh, this person was, uh, you know, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and we're going to slap him around a bit. And then one of these times he's going to have a bad day and he's going to be like, uh, what was that? Michael Douglas with breakdown or breaking point where he just goes off, Yeah, you know, and I feel like that's just too easy. Like, I feel like the the, the Joker deserves to be, something that's more dynamic and more diverse and a little bit more complex because in a way the Joker is very complex. He's, he's a character that in comic books doesn't have a superpower, but he's considered a supervillain. He's, you know what I mean? He's not somebody that, uh, you know, supposed to be a mastermind, but yet he's considered one of the top villains of all time. So he's, he was one of the most recognizable villains, even more so than, um, Thanos or anybody on the Marvel side, um, Marvel does a good job of being like the best overall. But as far as villains are concerned, the Joker is universally known, you know, through everywhere, you know. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm really torn about it. Like you know, I I, I liked what I saw in the trailer, but I'm really hoping that it 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 does more justice, um, not just you know, face value. So. I, I'm just going to say, because I'm not the big, I'm not a big uh, uh, comic book dude. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a casual nerd on, on, on pretty much everything that there is in nerddom. You know what I'm saying? But so, so I guess my take is, is, is more normie, I, I suppose. <laughs> but uh, I looked at this. I love Joaquin Phoenix. I think uh, the trailer itself was, was so well done. I just love like the visuals of it i love how they how they introduce the music and 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 the sound effects which 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 uh denoted the psychological uh um uh, fraying right uh of the character i just thought that as a trailer freaking beautiful right as a movie i'm definitely excited i love the joker again i think the batman universe and joker is the is in my eyes is like the the best right it's the the best uh comic world 
uh, is within like the the deeply flawed <laughs> Batman hero, and then you have to have like an even crazier group of villains, you know, and that that's why I just I I like the whole Batman thing. Uh, I'm he's interested. I can't man. wait, man. I can't wait. I'm I'm gonna be all about it. All about it's, it. He's got to be a better Joker than Leto. That's all I. That's one of the main things. Like I got to have <laughs> a better Joker than what Leto did in Suicide Squad, uh, because that, um, without any real context as to why he was the way he was, was just a train wreck. It was rough. I think that's. I rough, think that there rough. is context for the Jared Leto Joker that we will never see because they didn't build it up properly. I, that's my, that's my, it. I watched the extended feeling. cut in hopes that that was in there, but it is not, it's not. Yikes. But yeah, it is I'm, what it is. I'm like hopefully very, it'll be good for I'm, comic book sake. Go ahead, Stu. Super aligned with you, Manny, just as like a casual fan. Like I, I love that trailer. Uh, just like had me wanting more. Definitely want to see it. And I think Joaquin Phoenix is like a believable in his own way as, as Joker. Right. And because it's like you have these two, two different takes, like Buddha's coming at it from like a very, you know, informed perspective on on Batman. So that uh, there has to be like a balance between putting out a good movie that pays respects to canon or not, or it, but also entertains the masses. And so like for me as a casual fan, I just want a good story. And it, like the trailer right. definitely looks like they're going to be telling a good story for me. Like I, I don't care quite as much about you know, all of the technical aspects of, of canon. But, you know, some people really do care about it. But I just don't happen to be one of them, so I'm super excited about this movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, regardless, I'm saying it. And, and I think I think uh, regardless uh, is going to be a more acceptable Joker than, than uh, what is it, the Jared Leto. Although I, I, I personally liked the Jared Leto Joker. Uh, I think he got... Oh. My, he got too. He got a bad wow. rap. I think my heart just fluttered. Oh my I, god! <laughs> I think the Jared Leto Joker was actually, uh, and and Brody, you can tell me which which story this came from. But when <clears throat> uh, Joker actually killed, or, or or not killed, but like almost killed uh, Robin, you know, and then he uh, ended up be, becoming um, the Joker. That was like a freak. I remember watching it as uh, as as a kid those the 90s uh, batman cartoon movie freaking yeah crazy. i think that yeah. was just a, a side story because the one of the one of the stories that he actually um he actually kills robin and that's why batman doesn't want to sidekick anyone because he doesn't want yeah but see that would be responsible i th i i think that was part of it i really do i think i think uh because the the superman v batman version of batman was way harder like killing people man he was going in you know what i'm saying and so 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 in my eyes something happened to this batman something profound that that really made him cold and, and hard uh and then you see you saw like the robin outfit with freaking bullet holes in and everything and the ha 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 you know the joker spray paint you know something terrible happened and then you have this yeah. joker like i think that's what happened but they never got a chance to really show it they probably wanted to to show it in another movie but it got panned and they had to change directions but you know what I, I think they should have went with the um the version of where in the comic book where basically the joker um gets uh, lois lane killed 
while she's pregnant with Superman's baby. And so Superman decides that uh, enough is enough of the Joker and his shenanigans. And so he puts an end to the Joker by punching a hole through his chest. And that is what prompts Batman to decide that he has to do something about Superman. Um, because at that point, you know, Batman is very don't kill nobody type of thing. Right. But then when Superman does that, he realizes that Superman is gone over the edge. And um, that's what causes the conflict between Batman and Superman mm-hmm. to have them go at odds. In the well, so that would have been a, a, a very, been a uh, I mean, uh, we always talk about how DC is very dark and, and, you know, and those are kind of things that you're like, Whoa, that's crazy. How could, you know, right. like, you know, nobody, nobody kills the Joker. I mean, not even Batman does goes that it goes that far where Superman's like enough's enough. And it's a very, like one of the coolest scenes in comics where it's just like, Nope, that's yeah. it. Enough. Well, of you. That's it. It's cool as far as I'm concerned, let DC, you know, embrace the darkness. You know what I'm saying? Just go for yeah, it. Yeah, they, they should. They got <laughs> right? to go, pick a lane. You know, they need uh, wins. Uh, they uh, need uh, wins. Uh, you know, Shazam's a good start. I mean, you know, Captain Marvel, you know, I think they finally hit the billion billion club. So, you know, and I, I want to say Aquaman did the same. I want to say Aquaman I, I, did the I billion believe club. So. Uh, so they need, you know, they need that. I mean, Shazam is, is good. Hopefully Joker is going to be good. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see, see if that's what happens, but all right, um, Ty, what we have? I mean, uh, we ran a way longer than uh, than we had it <laughs> way over the intended. But uh, Ty, there was some some interesting things that that we wanted to to talk about. Uh, go ahead and 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 give us the breakdown there. What 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 all happened? Right, so this just week? just kind of a quick touch on this because, like like Manny said, we're really backed up for time here, and we could dive in for the next. 45 minutes about this, but we're not going to today. Um, the podcast. On the notes for this podcast, guys, I want you to go to thehardcorecasuals.com and click on the notes for this episode. We posted a number of links under the discussion system, discussion section uh, under the title Anthem Development Woes uh, with a Kotaku link, a Bioware link, and a number of Twitter links. And we kind of consider at least the Kotaku link in particular a sort of required reading, I guess is kind of the word to use. But anyway, Jason Schreier from Kotaku is is widely considered one of the best investigative journalists within the gaming business. He's released an entire book about interesting stories from the gaming industry about how certain levels of development may have had their issues and how developers got through it. Anyway, he released what would be equivalent to an entire chapter of a book about basically what happened with Anthem. So as you know, with, with a developer as big and with as wonderful of a history as Bioware, how does a company like that come out with a game like Anthem that while it's fun to play, has some very objectively bad holes in it, has some very serious issues with how it was created, uh, with how it was presented, with the a level of content, with the quality of work. They're like, and, and, I, and I've spoken the praises of the game just because I enjoy playing it. But uh, like I said, objectively, there are issues with that game that are pretty frustrating and and a little confounding in how they made it into the final build. And so this story takes us from six years ago when the game started in pre-production all the way until release. And, uh, you know, the very, very, very short version was pretty succinctly put into uh, one sentence where or in one little section here. And he says, uh, they talk a lot about the six-year development time, but really the core gameplay loop, the story, and all the missions in the game were made in the last 12 to 16 months. 
because of the lack of vision and total lack of leadership across the board says the developer. And so there's a number of just really shocking, uh, very surprising and uh, really big missteps made uh, by Bioware itself. A lot of people wanted to put this on the shoulders of EA, but really this was an internal struggle for deciding what kind of game this wanted to be. This was a struggle with technology, trying to use uh, the Frostbite engine that uh, is used within EA companies so they can avoid licensing fees. Uh, and a number of other issues, uh, such as you know, developer mental health and crunch and uh, expectations and 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 all the sorts. It is a long article. It is you know a twenty to thirty minute read if you read straight through. So if you want to break it up, please do. But if you ever wanted to know how a game like Anthem could exist, I urge you to read it because um, in in tweets following the release of this, Jason Schreier actually followed up and says. You know, many other developers have reached out to me and said, replace the name Bioware with my studio and we're having the same issues. And so this, it's understanding what happened with Anthem may paint you a very clear picture of just how develop, you know, what the current state of development is within the industry. And so maybe it'll help you kind of peek behind the curtain with what uh, people who are quote unquote living the dream are are dealing with in their jobs so anyway i highly recommend you look at it like i said there's so much more we could talk about because it's you know just so long and so interesting and so in-depth but we're not going to for time uh but please go check it out and if you want to talk about it more or if you have questions about it please feel free to uh shoot us a note on uh, on on socials at the hardcore casuals uh twitter or uh, any of us personally or leave a, a comment on 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 the notes for this podcast we'd love to hear from you so please Word. Um, Word. Uh, Buddha, <laughs> we're pressed for time. We're pressed for time. Oh, man. Um, pressed for time. Yeah. Let us, uh, wh- why don't you go ahead and, and walk us down what you got going on for, for the deals and whatnot. What's, what's going on? All right. First off, this is an unverified rumor, but what would you think of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, where you had Xbox Live Gold plus Xbox Game Pass for $14.99? For one low, low price? Yeah, one low, low price. Um, that's unverified rumor, but very interesting like nonetheless. You know why I would, I would like that? myself. <laughs> because if you buy 12 months of it, you get it for even cheaper. Yeah. Right. I would like that Watch a lot. Heads up. I'm in. Sign me yeah. Up. yeah, right? I mean, uh, wh- I mean, who here actually pays $10 a month for Xbox Live? No one, because we buy it, uh, yeah. you know, twelve month chunks, and you get it mm-hmm. on eBay for you know forty bucks, and it's like sick, mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. And then you do the same thing for Game Pass; you get it when it's on on you know on deals. And so we're going to do the same thing here, and it's going to be even cheaper. That's a win for everybody, dude. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So speaking of Game Pass, uh, what we have leaving this month, uh, they haven't made any announcements of what we're going to end up getting uh, in May, but right now, Homefront, uh, The Revolution, uh, Ollie Ollie Two, XL edition outlast sheltered sonic and knuckles and unmechanical extended will be leaving at the end of the month so if you hadn't had a chance to play those games or check them out um you know now's your time to shine this month and then they're going to be gone uh our games of gold we talked about it already uh last podcast the technomancer is out along with um the xbox uh og um star wars battlefront um our playstation plus uh conan exiles and the surge are your free games of the month um 
we didn't have much as far as the switch or backwards compatibility uh but there are some cool sales going on right now if you're looking to pick up uh, resident evil the to the remaster um playstation right now is 34 percent off uh as well as wwe 2k19 is 67 uh, off and uh, we talked a little bit about borderlands and how cool that the borderlands 3 is going to be if you want to pick up the handsome collection that's going to be a whopping 75 percent off on playstation nice. um on Xbox, if you're into those horror indies, me and Manny are really big into it. Uh, you can get up to 75% uh, off on that sale on Xbox. Uh, some of the highlights is uh, Friday the 13th. You heard me and Manny talk about it quite a bit. Um, that's a big whopping like uh, $4.99, I believe, is the, the, the price for that. Uh, you got Dead by Daylight also on that sale. Outlast, uh, since it's leaving the Game Pass, it's on sale. Uh, and another... Uh, uh, first person uh, horror survival Soma um, is on there as well. The uh, there's an interesting sale on the Switch, uh, the Fury Freedom Update sale. So basically, if you're not familiar with Fury, it's a really cool uh, uh, bullet hell uh, slasher game. Um, really cool graphics. Uh, if you like that pixelated action, and then really really dope uh, soundtrack as well. Um, but they've got an update that's going to be providing uh, more. Uh, more options and more game modes and because of that they're doing a sale on the game so i think right now this it's normally like a 19.99 game it's on sale for eight dollars and 99 cents on there um our new games that are going to be coming out uh on the ninth uh phoenix Wright ace attorney uh it's going to be coming out on all platforms and uh shadowgate remake is coming out on the 11th so those fans of old school shadowgate um, supposed to be new puzzles, uh, a new look at things, updated stuff. So it should be pretty neat. And that's what I got for this month. Yeah, well, let me just say, guys, that those some of those games on sale, those freaking horror games, bro. Outlast, fantastic, fantastic horror game, a freaking classic, man. Friday the Thirteenth is. You know, guys, if you get it, go to the hardcorecasuals.com slash discord, jump on in and say, hey, I have Friday the 13th. You know what I'm saying? Let's get some games going. And and, uh, and yeah, I'll jump on in. I, I love that game. It's it's great playing with people. You know, so if you can get a group of, mm-hmm. of uh, you know, eight, ideally, so Good much times. fun. So, so much Good fun. Times. You know, um, either way. A lot of really good uh, good deals going on uh, in the world of gaming. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, I think I think we're gonna have to skedaddle. Stu, where can we find you? Hey. Where can uh, the people are saying we want more stupendous? Where can we find you? Uh, they can come find me at mixer.com slash stupendous. Just normal spelling of that, and uh, also on Twitter at stupendous. Or Instagram at Stupendous Live. Those are good places to find me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what else you can do? You can go to thehardcorecasuals.com slash podcast. You can go on to episode 35 of the, the podcast notes and you will see Stupendous. The link's right there right there um so and of course the discord the hardcorecasuals.com slash discord uh stupendous frequents that uh that discord along with yeah. a plethora of other amazing uh, hardcore casual stream team uh members and just a just an all-in-all swell community so hop on in say hi don't be shy 
Uh, we can't wait to hear from you. Uh, if you're listening, you're like, hey, I kind of, I'm kind of digging what these guys are doing. I wouldn't mind uh, supporting the cause. Well, you can do so at thehardcorecasuals.com slash Patreon. That is thehardcorecasuals.com slash Patreon. Uh, we, you know, hey, I'm not gonna stop you if you feel it in your heart. We'd appreciate it. Uh, but until then, guys, see ya. Peace, Excelsior, you mos. Bye. <laughs>